for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host, and the human leader of the Android Underground, Matt Lee. Dun, 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 dun. What's up, everybody? It's Tuesday, April 23rd, 2013. This is episode 79 of Attack of the Androids. Every week, Tuesday night, attackoftheandroids.com slash live. Join us. My name's Matt Lee. With us this evening via the magic of Skype. Eric Finkenbainer! Woo! Yeah! Hello! What's up, Eric? Good to have you, man. Uh, we also, in the Hangout, if you guys are watching that live, we got Aunt Pruitt. What's up, Aunt? Hey, what's going on? Thank Just you. Lost all the steam. Waves to the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> Popeye <laughs> over there with those 48-inch pythons. Jeez. Uh, also... We got Chris Miller. What's up, Chris? Not a thing. Falling behind Chewy over there. <laughs> Chewy. Oh, man. <laughs> and also joining us this evening, gentleman scholar Richard Hay. How you doing, Richard? Doing well. Good to have you back once again. Uh, like I mentioned, attackoftheandroids.com slash live. That's where we do these shows every Tuesday evening. And if you just subscribe to the podcast, do it in iTunes and write us a review. We always, always appreciate that. Uh, let's see. We'll start things off with... I I see these articles uh, come across the radar every now and then. And it's always about, like, are you an iPhone user? Switching to Android is super easy. Or vice versa, right? Are you an Android user? Switching to iPhone is super easy. And I mean, I guess more times than not, it's just like a link baity like a Warren Beatty link, linky kind of a story, but I, I don't know. You guys got any thoughts on this? I mean, switching from one ecosystem to another is never as easy and seamless as they want you to think it is. And that's the point I would make, Matt, is you're going from ecosystem to ecosystem. And if you've spent a crap ton of money in one app store, you probably don't want to really move over. You know? Well, and I was thinking more from the manufacturer, not not the manufacturer, but the the uh, OEM point of view from Apple or from uh, Google, or from Android, that we want you to stay in our ecosystem. So, I mean, Google has takeout, and I'm sure there's ways to get your stuff out of iOS, but it's almost it's not in their best interest to make that move easy. You know, they want you to stay with them, obviously. Right. Yeah, it is super easy to get off Apple. I mean, they make it like super cake. And I mean, we're not. Let's not even talk about BlackBerry and getting your stuff out of there. I mean, right, Chris? That's simple. I don't know what you're talking about. That's really easy. Do they make it pretty pretty seamless? Everything's stored either on the cloud or on your SD card, or I don't. The only thing that sucked was BlackBerry Music, and they closed that down. So ah, I like I like how the story here. Uh, this is off of CNET. It starts out. Is iOS starting to feel a bit stale for your taste? It's something I'm hearing more and more as I talk to iOS users or former iOS users. 
Uh, I wonder if CNET just got a spiff of Android phones for the the staff. Yeah, right. Guys, this is amazing, and look how easy it is to switch. (laughs) That's awesome. All right. Are we sure that CNET's not suing Apple? And that's why they're writing all this? You never know. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, let's uh, let's talk a little bit. I thought this was kind of interesting. Uh, we've been hearing more and more reviews about Facebook Home, uh, people trying it out. Uh, have any of you guys, I know we've talked about this the last couple shows, but has anyone messed with it since or gotten a, a better feel for it? I have. What do you think, man? No, I had No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I actually believed you for a wow. sec, and then I was like, wait <laughs> a sec, Ant's not on Facebook. I have. Sure. I, yeah, I was going to say, what's he going to do? Looking at himself. As a I, know, I know, right? <laughs> I got to play with it. What do you think, Chris? Is this... Really? Oh, it was horrible. I don't want to see some of these people on my home screen. I don't even like some of those people. You and your friend Ralph? Uh, no, it's just I don't like the way it. it's too overwhelming. Unless the only thing you ever do is Facebook to me, it's too overwhelming. Right, right. I see every little update. Every time I turn my phone... I don't want to see certain pictures. You can't filter certain pictures. Mm. What if a friend posts something inappropriate? It's now on your home screen. Right. Uh, Ooh. Like my new baby. Um, <laughs> you call it what you want. But the either way. <laughs> that wasn't innuendo. I mean, people post pictures oh. of their new babies. Thank oh, you. my fault. Thank you. I see how you would make that mistake. Correct. Oh, call it what you uh, want. It, do not call it that. The whole infant thing. But so the problem was, was that you get it's there in your face and you don't know what you're going to get when you turn it on. It's great if you only have family and select friends, but well, that's else... what I was going to ask Chris. Do you think it might, it, it might be reason to go back through your friends list and trim it down? Or are you just not that invested in it? Uh, not that invested. Uh, no, yeah. Yeah, half the people don't like you that add you much rather you like them. Right. Right. <laughs> right. No, you're not that invested. I wouldn't, I can't see it for anybody, but a teenager that only does Facebook. And sure. even now, I think things like Instagram are totally taking over a lot of that that photo traffic right. anyway. Right, and that's what they, they bought Instagram. What's that, Richard? Facebook bought Instagram. But right. that, but there's an integrate. We could have a whole conversation about the integration point. But the, I'm saying the only thing they show is your Facebook photo. You know what I find really interesting about it is you've never seen, or I haven't. Maybe you guys have, but you've never seen an app. Or a launcher, I guess. Uh, let's say just an app, because I'm, I'm talking, I've been using Facebook Messenger. I uninstalled the Facebook app, because like the normal app, because it was just lagging up my phone. It was constantly not responding, sending reports. It's like, all right, the mobile version of Facebook's website works better than this app now. And I uninstalled it, and the phone works like 100 times smoother now. I, I mean, there's no, that lag is gone. And I'm on a Gnex, so it's an older phone, but... Uh, I kept Facebook Messenger, and there the new update came with the chat head feature. And I find that really intriguing that the the functionality of it is really nice. It's right over the top of everything else. And I don't understand why uh, more app developers don't take advantage of that, of being able to overlay. Like, why are they trying to do things one way when doing an overlay like that just for your messenger or whatever your app happens to be. It seems like that functionality is much better than what a lot of these app developers are doing. And I think Facebook really nailed it in that aspect, that the overlay is really well done. But granted, like I said, I'm just using Facebook Messenger, not the whole shebang. So, you know, 
Who knows? So you'd watch your messages showing up on your home screen before, even before it was unlocked? No. Once you unlock it, then Well, I'm there. saying that's it's your home screen. So when you turn it on the phone, that it's there. Those oh, you're talking Facebook Home. I'm, I'm just using Messenger. So you unlock your phone, and then you have the chat heads if there's any active chats. And I like right, the whole think. swipe down to close. Like, it's, it's really well done, I think. See, Matt, what, what Chris is alluding to is similar to how Jelly Bean currently lets you put widgets right, on your right. lock screen, which includes your mailbox. I don't like right. that at all. That's, the lock screen is there for a purpose. Yeah, and even, I mean, the, the only ones I really have on my GeneX is the, the weather thing. And I rarely maximize it. I rarely, I have my Google Now widget on the next screen. I never look at it. Like, it's just... The lock screen, like you said, and maybe it's because we're accustomed to it because that's how we've been using our lock screens. But I don't know. It just for me, like it doesn't. I'll if I want to look at the app, I'll open the app. You know, it doesn't take yeah. that long. For me, the lock screen and home screen, you know, they have their own purposes. You know, the lock right. screen is to keep people out of it and to, and keep, to keep you from butt dialing, butt dialing somebody. But, exactly. You know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then the home screen is for quick access to my favorite apps and whatnot, as well as use the notification bar to take a peek at messages coming into Gmail is so, which is so nice now that they have the swipe to delete function. That is beautiful from the notifications. Love it. Love it. it. Um, let's, let's see on PC mag, they had a review of it and I'll just, they do the pros cons in the bottom line. We'll talk about that. And then I want to go through some of these comments on Google play, because if you look, they have 12,586 reviews. Half of those are one star. 6,632, one star. And then you have everything in the middle, and then you have 2,000 five-star reviews. So uh, on Google Play, if you didn't know, you can click in reviews. You can click one star, and it'll show you all of those reviews. So I'd like to – we'll do a little back and forth here on what what people are really complaining about. Uh, but first, the pros and cons here from PC Mag. They say the pros, uh, like everyone else is saying, is the lovely design uh, creates a more interesting lock screen or home screen or both, and it's free. The best pro of all, it's free. <laughs> if that's what the reviewer like, if that's the best they can do, is that well, it's free. <sighs> I don't know, man. That, that doesn't bode well. <laughs> no, right? That's not saying much. A high bar. High, yeah, exactly. I can get fart apps for free. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Quote of the show, my brother. (laughs) (laughs) All right, the cons. Huge security flaw. Requires three apps to be installed to get the full feature set and only available for a very small number of Android phones. And actually, I went to try and install it. The only device I own that it's compatible with is the Transformer Prime. (laughs) I was like, oh, well. It won't work on your Nexus 10? Nope. Nexus devices. Really? Facebook Home does not work on Nexus devices, man. Oh, that I didn't know. Yep. Oh. Uh, And so the bottom. But it's not the Nexus 4? I don't believe so. From what I read, it said. I had to hack the AP. I had to get a hacked version of the APK in order to make it run. Right. Uh, when wow. I tested it out, but or the other de- option is to tell your phone that it's a Samsung Galaxy S3. Like, there's no, I, as far as I can tell, there's no technical reason why it's not running. It, they chose to only launch it on certain phones. Right. It almost, I don't know, just like taking out the Nexus line. You think the Nexus devices would be the easiest 
to uh, make it work on because there is no secondary UI overlay to deal with. But $100 handshake. Exactly. Well, here's what we said well, last here's time. A, you guys want to hear another one-star comment? Sure. Okay. Is Below this yours? expectations, battery runs out at dinner time. Anyone allows anyone to pick up my phone and read, like, and comment without entering my PIN. Yeah. yeah. No widgets or fewer apps per home screen, da da da, et cetera, right? Right. And so uh, to finish this up, and then we'll go through some more comments, uh, the bottom line here from PC Mag, Facebook Home, lovely as it is, opens your Facebook account to mischievous people who get their hands on your Android. Don't install it. That, I'm sorry, but from one writer to another, like that was a piss-poor review. I, I'll be the one to say that. That's a terrible review. Don't, if somebody gets your phone... Like, we know your friends are all dicks, so they're going to post. Like, shut up. (laughs) Don't let other people. I mean, that's your bottom line, really? Wow, I'm glad I wasted the click. Anyway, sorry. I had a day today, if you haven't noticed. (laughs) Uh, All right, so, yeah, the one-star reviews. uh, Kills my battery on my Galaxy Note 2. Which, are you sure that's home and not your it giant to do with screen? Facebook. That's your screen. Come on. It's cool, but I need my phone's battery to last the day. Well, you should have thought about that before you bought a tablet phone. Uh, let's see. If your friends don't share a lot of photos or update their cover photo very often, chat heads are terrific. <laughs> like, that's one star. You know, it's like, okay. Now, remember, that's optional. We should say that. You only have to install technically two apps. You don't have to have three. Right. You don't need the Messenger app. What? And what's? Well, and I, think, I think you should be balanced and read a couple of five-star comments. Oh, I will. Like I will. That. I just wanted to dig through the, so the ones. Navigation. Who would have thought of such a product design? Awesome. Yeah? Who was that? Mark Zuckernerd? No, that was Clement <laughs> Chang. Oh, okay. Robert just, Scoble. Here's one. Uninstalled. <laughs> After one minute, just takes a nice phone and ruins the interface. Waste of time. <laughs> what? I don't. I honestly, I don't. I'm not going to use this because I don't use Facebook. I don't necessarily think that a one star rating is warranted. And? If I had to rate it today, it would probably be like two or three. Don't because they did amazing things with this UI. Like this whole experience is. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. It's just. It's a little too intrusive. But you like know, from the go ahead, man. Uh, I was just gonna say, like we said, if you live in the Facebook world, it it, it is. It's a it's pretty. If that's your thing, you know. Yeah, yeah from I'm, the reviews that I've seen of 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 like watching, say, Tech News Today or something, um, everything I saw on on the screen, it, it looks nice. It looks pretty, and it looks like it flows um, similar to how. Um, the Windows UI just sort of flows a certain way. Right, and, and right. The, uh, BlackBerry 10 UI sort of flows a certain way. Now, as far as usability, that's a different story. I don't know because I don't plan on putting my hands on it or toes on it or anything. Um, but then again, I'm not their ideal uh, user for that, you know. Uh, what I was wanting to ask Chris earlier was – he was talking about teenagers and stuff. And just like we said last week on Yats, do you think it's geared more towards those, um, the same type of uh, um, customer base that wanted the Microsoft Ken phones at that time? Or, you know, is that the kind of people they're targeting? They want people that can't work a phone. Think about it. They want people yeah. that you sit there 
see your friends' pictures, like and comment right from the screen. And I bet you they build some sort of integration soon. If your friend's phone number is available through Facebook, that's you can mm-hmm. sit there and call through the wheel. They did that. It should be what in the next update, I believe. Right. You'll see. I'm uh, ahead of the. I'm ahead of the game. You can, <laughs> you can swipe. You're a developer one. for them. No, the point being sure. is, I don't want. I don't know. See, Aunt, you're not on Facebook, and you know you're my bestest. Got to get some of that Facebook home. money. Come on. Right. No, the point being is that I don't want that much interaction on my home screen. Yeah. I don't want that much interaction without a lock screen. That means technically, if we're reading this right, I'll be able to pick, select any of your friends if I had your phone and dial them from your phone because there's no lock screen. But can't you yeah. do that if you have the phone anyway? Or you're saying because there's no code to get in there's that first no layer of security. With, with as, their app, okay. right. there's no way to do it. Not saying I can't just see the pictures. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I, I can't act like you know, so they say you can like it, you can comment. What I'm saying is seeing the pictures is one thing. Being able to act on the phone itself right. is a totally different thing. But still, I mean, if like, why are you, why is your phone not in your possession? That just you leave it. You're sitting here in a group, leave it on the table. Because if Ann leaves his phone, I'm changing all his settings, so it doesn't matter. All right. Okay. If Ann well, then I is what you should do to teach me a lesson: lock my damn phone. Then That's I read cricket flip phone. That's why you get a cricket flip phone. There's nothing to change. You don't have to worry about these problems. Your screen unlocked at the Google data center and the technicians, they change your font to Hebrew and oh Jesus. Then yeah, I, that's I how revert we do it at the office. I revert back to my original comment because all of our friends are dicks. <laughs> that's I mean <laughs> That's their job as your friend. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you guys it, it, is the world surprised that Facebook is having a problem with security? With mobile? <laughs> I mean, well, I don't come know on. I don't even know if that, like, in front of the lock screen thing was an accident. I honestly, I bet it's just something they didn't even think of. Right. I bet it just didn't even occur to them. No, they they, they want to make it as like, oh. easy for people to use as possible. Like, this, yeah. I, I think Chris said it, this is for people who can't handle, like, they want a smartphone, but... You can't, can't handle, handle a smartphone. smartphone! This is the dumbest smartphone ever. Here, 99 yeah. bucks, have it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And let's, we should cut them a little slack. This is Rev 1. So. It's a hell of a Rev 1. I think it looks great. The look and feel is fantastic. The thinking about anything outside of, oh, let's show pretty pictures was sure. And I I do, like I mentioned earlier, I hope to see more apps and even Google Plus take advantage of this overlay idea. That is a great idea, I think. And I'm, I'm the first one to say, God, I hate third-party themed like moto blur and all of that overlay stuff but this is done in a very unobtrusive way that you can get to all your other stuff and it's right there like if Babel comes out and has that functionality it, oh it'll be so sweet so super sweet but almost certainly after the lock screen right <laughs> we would hope we would hope. And honestly, I don't even use a code on my lock screen. Like, I'm just not. But my phone is never out of my sight. It's either in my hand or in I my pocket. I always go with 11-digit prime numbers. No. That a boy. Wow. <laughs> Damn. Nice. He's over there playing cube. <laughs> I got to factor the pro- <laughs> All right, uh, you want to? Did you have some five star comments up to to uh, counteract all of my negativity and one star uh, comments? Yeah, I had a, a nice interface, good place to start, very useful for people who use Facebook a lot. There you go. That about sums it up. All right, uh, moving on. Sony launching an Android open source project for their Xperia Z smartphone. 
kind of interesting to see Sony go a little more open. I mean, they haven't haven't exactly been known for that, especially if you were came from the generation of Sony mini disc players and their god awful proprietary software you had to use to get any music onto those damn things. I love my mini disc player, man. That battery, that one double A, that thing would last like all week. It was amazing. <laughs> But uh, yeah, Sony has decided it's off a TechCrunch. They decided to release a sequel to the Android open source project for Xperia S uh, that began in August last year uh, and took over from Google in November of the same year. This time, though, the Xperia Z is getting its own project, which means that the company's water-resistant flagship phone will get to participate in the kind of Android development work more often reserved for Google-blessed Nexus devices. Uh, anybody get into any of Sony's Android smartphones or anything like that? I was curious about the Xperia, the, the last generation Xperia, but it took forever for them to get an updated OS. Um, to ICS, wasn't it? Yeah, they were back yeah. on GB. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, so... So I just sort of just just let them go, but I remember um, CES. They did a bunch of their launch for the you know these current Xperias, and they look interesting, um, and they look pretty sleek for us the OS and the fluidity of the OS. But I haven't touched one as of yet. A couple of my employees have. Down, so I don't think it's like the latest Xperia. It's like maybe last last year. I think it's like the Xperia S or Arcus or something like that. Um, they seem like nice, well-built phones. Given the choice, I would probably still go with like a Nexus or Galaxy S3 or something like that, or the HTC One, perhaps. Um, but they're decent phones. They're they're not. It's not Huawei quality. It's higher than that. <laughs> Better than the Howies. <clears throat> yeah. Sorry, Kelsey. <laughs> She's totally laughing. Nice. Uh, so. Well, I mean- I mean, I'm surprised Sony didn't do more with like uh, something like PS3 integration or something. Well, which was the phone that had the controller instead of uh, being a QWERTY keyboard? You slid it out, and it was the little controller. I thought that was yeah. A good I, idea. I remember. I remember. I just can't remember what model it was. Was that the Play? I thought that was the Xperia Play. Maybe. Yeah, it's the Xperia Play. But the the thing is, is that they. I don't think they wanted to do that because, in their minds, if you want to interact with your PS3 in a mobile sense, you're gonna get uh, you're gonna get a PS Vita or you're gonna get a PSP. I I think that there's you know this, this fear inside of Sony. They don't want to eat their own lunch. Whoa, wait, what, Richard? I, I just think it would have been a lot more farsighted of them for them to go all Android and say, hey, look, let's look the future. Let's 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 uh, let's put our games on 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 a phone, and then we sell phones and we sell games, right? But they didn't do that. Wow. <laughs> If only. No, they're. I and because that's not that's not how Sony thinks. Uh, Sony as a I think Sony as a company kind of sucks. I like their I like some of the things they do, but they're not they are not very open and forward thinking, which is why this story is so interesting. I have to think that the you know they probably segmented this mobile group off and maybe given them a lot more leeway than than they normally would, and that's why they're going this route because normally they're very very tightly controlling of all of their properties, which is why you don't really see, you know, you haven't until recently seen them open up into Android very much. Well, maybe it's because their other strategies working so awesome. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Which, which would those be, Richard? More kids. Which would those Dicks. be, Richard? The lawsuits or the getting hacked every week? Man, yeah. just yeah, all that stuff. What tough amp? crowd? Tough crowd. Pseudo app to get update. <laughs> update your Apache. Right. <laughs> that's all. That's all you had oh, to do. Oh, that's right, Apache. That's all you had to do. Come on, guys. <laughs> no, but the phones are great. No, mm-hmm. yeah, totally, totally great. Uh, they say here to end it, uh, before you go thinking that this is a way to turn your everyday Xperia Z into a stock Android Nexus device, however, note that use of the AOSP comes with a few big caveats. It can read the SD card, use Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, GPS, LED notification, light and sensors, but the modem and camera are dependent upon proprietary binaries that Sony cannot release to the public. And still, other binaries have been released by Qualcomm and Xperia Z and are provided by Sony's developer partners, but they cannot be technically part of the AOSP efforts because, of course, they're not open source code. Sony does plan to try to replace at least some of those binaries with source code as the project progresses, however. That, so That doesn't seem out of the ordinary. No, right. I mean, that happens a lot. So I, you know, a couple of caveats, sure, just work. like every phone. What, Richard? I thought you were going to say none of the flashlight apps work. <laughs> and that. <laughs> Pro- proprietary flash software? Funny and thing, though, app? it does run flash software, so... Chris Miller, thoughts on the uh, Sony Xperia? Not a darn one of them. Perfect. Let's... Haven't seen it. Haven't seen it in real life. Don't know. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I think the only Sony device I've still seen is the one our secretary has at work, and it's the Play. So, unicorn. You saying it's a unicorn? Yeah, pretty much, right? <laughs> Let's talk about. This is kind of interesting. Uh. Gizmodo came out with a piece uh, about five simple ways that will keep your Android malware free, which is, I mean, common sense, except for I, I have a problem with a couple of these. So the the first one, they say you need to set a lock screen, which ha- I don't get <clears throat> how setting a lock screen has anything to do with malware on your device, because if it's on your device... Like what? It's not trying to turn your device on, you know, and uh, because and, your and friends are dicks and they will install malware malware <laughs> fart apps on your phone. Okay, makes sense. <clears throat> and then they go through, you know, you get all of the the great options for lock screen security: pattern, pin, password, face unlock, of course. Uh, they say watch out for uh, the pins because, of course, the smudge attack. As you all know, if you can see the smudges on the phone, you can guess the pin. Uh, with a, these researchers got it with a sixty-eight percent chance of working, and these are under ideal conditions. So let's say, let, let me ask just this: how many, <clears throat> how many of us, being super geeks, normally every time we touch or unlock or put our phone down, we rub it on our pant leg, or lick no. it. You lick it's it. I don't, I don't lick it, Matt. You, you lick it. <laughs> you know you do. I've seen people do. That. I've done it before. You just lick it and then wipe it off real quick, and then you think about all the gross stuff that was on your device, <laughs> and then you vomit. Anyway, 
But yeah, those, so you're talking about that, you know, the screen cut, I was looking at that the other day, we were talking about that, but how often do some of us actually, you know, you just, I do this all the time by habit. Like my, let me turn it this way. I do this all the time by habit. Right. Just all, mm-hmm. just, all the time, not if there's a passcode or pinko, because um, I have idiot friends. There you go. Because <laughs> it's gross. It but makes again, the screen if, look nasty. if you're focusing on keeping your device malware free, a lock screen isn't going to do anything. Just as, number two, install an anti-malware program. Really? Because by the time it detects it, guess what? It's too late. Did Shane write this article? I don't know. No, I wrote one for Tech Page One. That talks about three Android security apps to avoid. And I basically say all of them are worthless, but here's three that you should especially avoid. And then I, I wrote another part to that called How to Avoid Being Added to an Android Botnet, <laughs> which is like common sense stuff. But not once did I say, hey, you better make sure you got your lock screen locked. Because that's, you know, come on. Uh, you, you said that was the first thing mentioned in this piece. But yet you kept reading. Yeah, because I we need to talk about it on the show and be like, hey, I would have stopped right Gizmodo, there. Gizmodo, like, yeah. step up your game. I'm calling out all the writers tonight. This is it. It's on. Oh, yeah. Gizmodo, Obviously. you're on notice. That's right. Line in the sand, Giz. Come on. Install an anti-malware program. Did this come bundled with your subscription? Uh, don't cache passwords, number three. Is that you're using Chrome. Chrome syncs passwords. Come on. Number <laughs> four. Log in. Only if you log into Chrome. Number four, don't never use... laugh this much on Attack of the Android. Here, number four, don't use your phone. Okay, thanks, Giz. <laughs> Problem solved. Wow, I haven't I gotten a malware it. infection. It doesn't say don't use your phone. I know, I'm making it things does. up, but no, it might as well. That thing is rock solid secure. Right? I haven't had a malware infection in like six months. I haven't gotten any phone calls either. That's weird, but what else? <laughs> no, number four, check your super user privileges. Okay. That's, I guess. Sure. Number five, ensure you only install apps from trusted sources. Really? Yeah, I'll buy that one. Ah. Uh... Okay, I'm sorry. I th- I thought we needed a good laugh. Thank you, Giz- this. Gizmodo. Thanks, Gizmodo. Chris Mills, Gizmodo UK, thank you. Thank you very much. Actually, at the end of my article about the botnet, I say don't install third-party apps unless you really know what you're doing. <laughs> so, okay, <laughs> I'm, an, I'm an a-hole. Hey, Matt, <laughs> if, if I may, I think that this is a perfect transition. If you follow Gizmodo's article... You can then read the article from Read Write Web about how to tell if your smartphone is infected with malware. Really? How would you tell, Eric? Bad battery life. <laughs> you're either infected or you have Facebook Home installed. Either yes. or. Or you're on My a God. note too. Or you have a malware. I think it's called <laughs> uh, What, Richard? You start getting these illegal operation errors. They just pop up randomly. My Android device gave me the blue screen of death. Help. <laughs> Please help. <laughs> what else, Eric? What else? Keep going. Dropped calls and disruptions. So, I, so every yeah, AT&T phone is infected. What? How is... Yes. Oh, my glob. Are you kidding me? If you have yeah, dropped calls... Okay. They get a little better. Inordinately large phone bills. 
Legitimate. <laughs> sure. Legitimate. Sure. Data no, plan no. spikes. Okay. Okay. Could also be Netflix and clogged performance, which sounds clogged. medical. I'm not sure. Clogged performance. We're gonna need a triple bypass. <laughs> Anima. Oh my god. The best part of this article is the picture. I'm gonna triple Just bypass this lock out. screen here. No worries. Well, I would like to point out. Did you talk about the cash passwords in the review that they put up there? What they said about the cash passwords? No, I just they poked got, fun at it and moved on. Please enlighten they us. Got a re, they got a review device from a previous <clears throat> reviewer who had left all his stuff logged in and cashed on the device. So oh, had, well. Oh, man. Jesus. Like you okay. should know to, to Don't be a jackass. You should flash like, your device whenever you're taking it to get a new one or selling or anything like that. If you care anything about any of your data that was on that device. Okay, I'm just going to look at this as if I'm just the below average consumer. I'm take put those glasses on. Ant, he's going to look at it. Take what? five more shots, Ant, and then you'll be the average consumer. <laughs> below average. Do it. Below average. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. He's <laughs> absolutely correct. Anything else in that, Eric? Negative. All right, you got good stuff. All good things. You gotta get out of here, Eric. I do, unfortunately. Sorry, guys. All right. Well, hey, thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll save see you, man. Yeah, we'll... I never did see you, but uh, I'm we'll sure you. you're. <laughs> thanks for skyping us, Eric. Chris, I'm with you in spirit, always. That little voice. All right, we'll see you next Tuesday, man. Yeah, later. All right. He didn't trust Google to log in to Google Plus to like connect to the Hangouts. So I see how it is. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm not having that. Sorry. He's actually <laughs> like, I only have enough bandwidth for Skype, maybe. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, that's What's next good. on our lovely list. Uh, an article off of Tech News World, and while we're discussing uh, Android security and whatnot, this one is entitled "Android: A Second Career in Security." Hmm. For security professionals who aren't afraid of a bit of tinkering, old Android phones can be valuable raw materials, ways to achieve capabilities for little to no additional overhead cost. If the need is pressing enough or the budget strapped enough, creative use of old Android devices might very well represent a win for the security team. And I just want to say, they they talk about... Using an old device for a security camera, a Wi-Fi sniffer, a power canary. If if you're there's nothing winning about using a Droid X for a security camera. I just throw that out there. Like you're not gonna be able to be CSI and go enhance, enhance. Like you're not gonna see a blur. That's like it. You're gonna see a moto blur and that's it. So I I don't know. Just. Uh, Am I just getting bad in picking my stories, or is there just crap getting written well, lately? I've heard um, Darren Kitchens <laughs> talk about the Wi-Fi sniffers. and um... That is good. I'll give you that. Driving around with Wi-Fi analyzer or uh, what's the other one? Wi-Fi something. But it'll map all the points. It gives you all the info yeah. about the encryption, the SSID. That's really right. great, definitely. But... And that can be handy in black or white hat. It, yeah, yeah war driving. War driving, exactly, exactly. Uh, Wi-Fi analyzer, Gmon, that's the other one I was thinking of. And then Fing, network signal, all that stuff mm-hmm. is really helpful. So I, give, 
<laughs> but why are you that? <laughs> why are you using old devices for that? Why aren't you using your current device? I mean, that's. I don't know. Well, you don't want to like you know corrupt your current device with that kind of stuff. You might get some hackware. You might get sued in Germany. <laughs> yeah, that could happen too. I mean, right? You might get sued for. You might get sued in Germany for Germans broadcasting public information, and you just happen to stumble across it. That's fine. <laughs> cool, Germany. Cool. Actually, I'm glad the German guy you know called us on that. I'm glad he noticed because we didn't. <laughs> If he hadn't asked, and we were like, no, no, we don't have any. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Yeah, actually, we do. <laughs> but seriously, well, I mean, Richard. Says the Google man. What's, but it's public. It's there. What's the difference? Yeah. That's what I didn't understand about that whole thing is, did the government not realize how that works and that that's just being broadcast in the open? Well, my favorite thing was about it was like this big conspiracy because we misset a kismet flag. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Instead like, of dump, on. it was saving. But what I'm talking about is the information itself. They're acting like it's this thing that was stolen, whereas it's truly just out there in the ether. Like it's it's there. It's out here. Well, it's right people, here, actually. People have discussed Wi-Fi before saying it's like having an Ethernet port in your parking lot. What? And it's like that. Like, it's like having an Ethernet port in your parking lot. For mapping purposes? Like, I know that no, this no, if point... You, if, if you have an unencrypted access point, it's like basically offering an Ethernet jack into your I, land. Right, right. Okay, okay. Right, I mean... And that's kind of what they were discussing. Isn't that what services like Skyhook do anyway i mean they have a whole data is it called skyhook they have a whole database of open access points that anyone can look at yeah and how hard is it to turn on web i mean everyone bitches about web but the reality is is that it's, at the I'm least sorry, right I, just to have some sort of encryption on that signal that's at the least yeah, not worried about are like 99%. Right, so. because honestly, how many people are really going to know enough to art poison and spoof and crack your web key? I mean, there's like four of us in the valley here that can do that. <laughs> you know, it's I don't think it's very widely and people have written apps to do that, but it's not something more times than not you're going to see web right down the block, you're going to see an open one and you're just going to go there. It's a barrier right. to entry, like, you, know? you know. The web immediately has made it more enough annoying enough to where I'm just going to find another open. Just because there's so many open ones. Now, if that wasn't the case, you know, maybe I'll take a sec and pop this web key. No problem. It's fine. <laughs> so, now, why how, many, how many regular people know what a weak IV is? Yeah. Well, <laughs> nope. All none. three of our listeners, that's for sure. <laughs> Ryan Moore in the chat. Holla. Uh, what's a power canary? Oh, that's Anyone? that's a horrible way to use a phone sitting there. So tell me what that is. I'm not familiar with Power Canary. You have it plugged in, monitoring the power. If the power goes out for an extended time or right away, it you lets, have it okay. let you know. So it's like the old days of the Mind Canary type idea. Right, but gotcha. You got to think about it. Someone trips over the power strip. Do you get a Power Canary call? It, it, why would you have a phone sitting there doing something like that? Yeah. And I would like to point out that a lot of this we're talking about, and they're talking about it's a security camera or a war dialer is written by an article by a guy who's a security expert, like in terms of that's what he does. So I'm, I'm baffled by the article as a whole. I could see using it for fun, for testing. 
you know, as an access point tester to walk around, but in terms of production, the way he's talking about it, doesn't sound like it fits. No, it's, at it's all. It's a hobbyist toy, right? Right. Right. That's the only, at best. And especially, mm-hmm. I mean, it depends how old device we're talking here. Like, if, if you're talking my Droid X or your Droid X, you know, it's it's still somewhat useful. But like I said, you're not going to be getting pictures of the guy that just broke into your car because you set your Droid X looking through your window. You know, it's this is not going to happen. But No, because it would fall down or get baked in the heat. Right. The battery would die. The battery would explode. Right. <laughs> or die. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Whatever. Yeah, I got 48 minutes of surveillance before the battery's <laughs> <laughs> I it's good. Yeah, I see the yellow light blinking now. Come back in an hour. We can steal it then. Except that the Justin TV app I was using to stream crashed, so all of the footage is gone. So, whatevs. Uh, let's see. This is kind of interesting off the verge. Uh, HTC does what Google would not sell an LTE phone that sidesteps AT&T. Ooh. Ooh, the HTC One. Kind of a cool phone, except for those buttons. I'm not... That right there will be reason why I'm not getting that device. I, I just, Wait a minute, it's got a hardware button on it? No, it's got the weird... The home is on the right, and there's this, like, greater than, less than sign on the left, and then it's HTC... It's called going back. That's, a ba- that's on every browser. It's called a back menu. Really? Because <laughs> my back menu is... An arrow going that Yours way. Yours is an arrow. Not a greater than, less than. Come on. The Wait, greater than, less than is an arrow without a tail. It's an alligator <laughs> mouth. <laughs> what is what is yours, Matt? What do you have for a go back? I have the little arrow with the, the tail there. The little sperm arrow. Like what people would use for undo. Okay, right, exactly. <laughs> but the point is, Mr. Miller... That the home is in the middle where it belongs, where it's been for the last three freaking years. I do not disagree with that. Thank you. Yeah. That's all I wanted. They have their well, app tray well, in the middle, right? Let me I ask. No, can you, different. no, they have nothing in the middle. They have an HTC logo in the middle. Can it doesn't do anything. Can you touch it? I don't think so. Ryan yeah, Moore in the chat. The... Ryan Moore in the chat has one. He says it does suck with those weird buttons, but it is a complete thing of beauty. And I will argue that. The phone does look pretty sexy. Okay. It looks gorgeous. Yeah. I won't. I'll give you that. Let's, let's talk about this, man. Let's think about it. Okay. Is it is it, you don't like it because it's a learned behavior and that's where you expect it to be or because they did something with the UI and gave you only two buttons instead of three or four buttons? Now, that, other now that you say that, I will say that it's probably more of a learned behavior because I had the same problem going from the Droid X to the Galaxy Nexus and going from those four buttons to only having the three, and it was weird at first. But and how many do, do get, they have? They have two. <laughs> right. So. so soon they will be an iOS device with one button, and then they'll get sued. <laughs> exactly why they can't do it. This <laughs> for is for having one button. Right. This is as trim as they can go. Well, no, it's a button is different than a home selection. So those are two different things. But the point is, you know, this HTC I have is three. Right. I have three on there, and I'm okay with that because the home's in the middle. I could see. Moving it to the side wouldn't be a big inconvenience if I knew it was just left and right. I either went back or I went home. There was no other choice, as long as some sort of swipe menu is engaged. But then you look at the Z10, there's no buttons. So what do you do there? So does the guy in the chat is now one other point is the HTC One's available on Sprint and T-Mobile and, and AT&T, but not for Verizon. I believe you're right. That makes no sense whatsoever. None. 
which means well, we won't be able. LTE. It means we won't be able to get it anyway. Then, and you or me, all right? Because all we got is Verizon. Uh, they say you won't see it advertised on billboards or television, and you won't hear it mentioned in a carrier store. And your less technologically savvy friends most certainly won't know about it. But quietly, HTC's done something extraordinarily important this month. It's broken AT&T's stranglehold on its LTE network. And he says in the article here, this is Chris Ziegler writing on The Verge, he says, I cannot underscore enough what a big deal this is. It's a move that even Google, for all its money, power, and influence, didn't make with the Nexus 4. Well, I'm going to go on a limb and say Chris Ziegler is on AT&T. <laughs> Actually, I believe he says he is in the article. And something else that was interesting that he said is that it will not be on AT&T's update schedule, but on its own update schedule. Like a Nexus really? does. According to the article right here, um, I confirmed with HTC that this unlocked version gets a firmware update according to its own schedule, not AT&T's. Yeah, see, Verizon wouldn't have that. They'd want that control. Yeah, they don't want to have you directly update the phone. Except that as soon as you ROM it, you are. But granted, how many people are doing that that are on the network? So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't buy it from the carrier. Buy it from HTC Direct. You get an unlocked version, $25 cheaper than the one that is locked by AT&T with all their bloatware loaded on it. But not everyone can afford an unsubsidized device. No, that's what that's we're saying. We're, right. talking un- we're talking unsubsidized. You got the money. You get an unlocked, right. true, supported, updatable from HTC, non-rooted phone. That's hot. The developer de- edition. That is good. That is cool. Very Ant cool. is buying one for everyone on the panel tonight. Ant, I oh, want to be Hold the on. first to thank you for that. Ant, thank I'm you. I'm not making Spike Studio money. What are you talking about? Hey, don't don't <laughs> give and then take, okay? No, no. You're, making, you're not. Phone, you're making Popeye arms over there. Come on. <laughs> the phone must be good because Nokia already kind of got an injunction against the HTC One in Europe through an Amsterdam court. Already? Yeah, they were. They're arguing that there's some uh, microphone chip in there from a Asian manufacturer that includes Nokia technology, and they weren't supposed to sell it to anybody except for the inclusion in Nokia phones. So they're saying the HTC One has one of their has something that's a proprietary Nokia technology, in it. Um, and they they won that injunction. So apparently, they made a convincing argument. Bummer to hear that. So buy it before it gets knocked down in the U.S. Or on eBay. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, let's see. We got a little Cube. time before we do Cube. app. What? Talk about the Cube. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, the Asus Cube Google TV review. We got a piece uh, from Ben Drabo on Engadget. Uh, any of you guys I know, Ant, you're a Google TV user. Chris, you uh I had the first edition crap. I mean, yes. Ah, the review? <laughs> How was it? The first one or this thing? I haven't seen this thing in person yet. I want one. So if they're listening, I'd love to have one of these. Asus, your Transformer Prime was kind of a pile. You want to make it up to me? (laughs) Send me the cube. You know, I'm just saying. I didn't pay $500. Who made the the hockey puck? I didn't pay $500 to beta test your Transformer Prime, Asus. (laughs) Still bitter about that. I'm still bitter. Yeah. Love my Roku still. Let's not talk about the Roku right now. But Roku is strong, man. <laughs> Roku is strong. But let's 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 finish the cube. I want to talk about this cube. Yes, the cube. The five inch square all the way around cube. It has wireless and Wi Fi. It has a remote with a keyboard. It has voice commands. 
and it has uh, two HDMI ports. So if you have any other type of TV, forget you. You're screwed. Uh, you, you know, you won't use it with an old TV at all. And there's a couple gig of flash storage on it, which for I don't know what you'd use it for at all, but they're giving you, I believe, if I read it right, how much 50 gig of cloud storage with this thing or something like that? Did I read that correctly? 50 gig. And you should yeah, mention, you can idea. you can get converter boxes that'll go HDMI into whatever you need. It just won't look yeah. as good. Go buy a Vizio for a couple of Well, I know. I, I'm just saying it is doable. <laughs> yeah, it's doable, but I mean, why would, you know. Yeah, buy I, know. A little I know. I was just, just being... Just so being it's got everything better. you can get from everybody else, right? Everyone's competing for the same market. Streamable channel content that you also buy from them. That's that's what they want. Do you think you the know, name is a nod to the Nexus Q at all? Just like, haha. No? Uh, okay. I don't know. Yeah. So here it is. I'm sorry. Asus Web Storage, 50 gig account for putting your content in the cloud. So you can put up uh, content, you know, via photos and videos there. You can grab DLNA stuff. You can do FTP stuff. Put a USB hard drive in the back. It's just like the Roku in these regards. Yeah. Uh, and you said it comes with four gigs of flash built in, too, that are actually available, right? Correct. It still doesn't answer. The... Hmm? Say it again. What, Richard? I actually have a Nexus Q. Nice. Do you use it? <laughs> I, I did use it. Once briefly, <laughs> he can't say it with a straight face, folks. I live in I'm Google sorry. Music, and I would totally use one if I had one. Like I, because it, it, that's all I would use it for is Google Music. <laughs> I think that'd be cool. That's that's pretty much what I use it for. Too. Yeah, exactly. And see, that's what I. That's one of the ways I use my Google TV is for music because it's right through my home theater system. And when the queue was announced. I remember just sort of going, meh. I mean, that thing doesn't do anything any different from my, at the time, Logitech review would do, you know. Now, I have the Hisense Pulse now, and it's been getting some shoddy reviews, but fortunately, I haven't had any issues with mine. Um, even with this Asus, I would still like to have one, but neither, neither of these folks are answering the DVR capability. If Google TV would allow you to do some type of DVR capability, that would be nice. You know, pipe in. What are you DVRing? Streamable content? You click to play? What are you DVRing? <laughs> My Netflix new show, Hemlock Grove. Yeah, well, you know, something. <laughs> I, what? Say, say you I'm get sorry. it. Say, say to folks that's getting the, um, what do you call it? Getting cable from what have you or satellite from whatever. Aereo, huh? Necessarily have the, and they don't necessarily have the, the DVR box or whatever they just got the standard box what if they wanted to try to dvr that stuff so you're going to run the cable box into the cube which doesn't control it then into the tv right well there's yeah that's the problem is there's no channel player that can take that signal so you think, i mean i'm sure it's got hdcp issues and all of that too right well is there a pass-through mode i don't read anything about a spec about a pass-through mode for something like that that type of you know the channel renders the content Mm-hmm. Not the, you know, it just doesn't pass through content from a cable provider. So I see what you're saying, but if everything's streamable in the box. Why would they have it as a player? Yeah, I mean, as a recorder like that, you know. But I, I'm, I love my, I love my Google TV. I love the the Logitech review, even though it was slow. I mean, it was slow as. Hey, ass, doesn't it? Couldn't you get more functionality going? I with... paid ants for that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you get more functionality by taking a full tablet like a Nexus 10 and going HDMI into a screen? Because then you're not just trapped in the Google TV apps. You have all the apps. 
Um, that just seems like a... I don't like think a... so, because how are you going to manipulate the tablet when you're on the couch? You're going to keep getting up and swiping through it to go through different content? Nah, you would use your phone, just like you do with the Google TV. Now, yeah, I want to point something else out when you... Uh, it's probably kind of kludgy that way, I would think, but it would work. I don't know. When I curse. sit on my couch, I use my tablet to control my desktop here through Gmote, an app called Gmote. Yeah, yeah. But, so, yeah, I don't know. So what, Chris? Reading this, and that's something I didn't realize until I just read deeper into it um, about this. I skipped it, I guess, earlier when I was scanning, is that it still runs Honeycomb. Yeah. And, <laughs> What's and Honeycomb? It's Google, and it's three point, Google TV 3.2 still. So it's really nothing new except for a box and a couple things. It's really just Google TV 3.2 still on Honeycomb. Yep. Well, then I don't understand what the excitement is about this thing. None. I mean, the, what they raved about was the remotes and the microphone on it. And my Pulse got, well, got a, it, it has a microphone on it, and it was supposed to receive an update, <clears throat> excuse me, that activated that microphone. And I have I got an update recently to the Pulse, but it still doesn't activate, activate the microphone on it. The only voice feature I can use would have to come from either my phone or my tablet using the stock Google TV remote app on there and speaking into it that way. I can't use the, the remote that comes with the actual Google TV. Well, my th- so I know the Xbox and Connect has a, you know, a virtual voice controls, right? Play, next mm-hmm. episode, pause, stop, all that. But outside yeah. of that, what are you going to use it for besides search? Are you going to be yelling at your TV to search stuff? I could see that. Yes. That I would Google. do because I do that a lot, actually. I search a lot. <laughs> but- I do that just to be fun. Here, you just yell at your phone. You just Google, I, <laughs> and no, it, it's I, like what? I use the search feature pretty often on my device. I do. I got really mad at any any voice interaction where you could tell it to do stuff when my kids would sit in the back and yell at the GPS. La say, la la. Yeah. And no, no. They would say they wouldn't yell la la. They would say Magellan, cancel route. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> Not only are your friends dicks, but also your kids. <laughs> That's so awesome. They would answer all the commands, right? And they learned all the commands. They just be back there messing with you. Magellan, cancel route. Yes. And she go cancel oh, route. Man. Magellan, take me to Mexico. Arriba. <laughs> I'd say no, Magellan, no, and she'd say canceling route, yes. And then it just oh, freezes because it has you're confusing me, shutting down. <laughs> Talk to me when you're not drunk. Another thing I've noticed on this remote, just from the images only, because I don't have this thing in my hands, is is there's no backlight on it, and that's the one thing that aggravates the crap out of me about the Hisense Pulse remote. I love it much, you know better than I thought I would, but I watch TV in a dark room most of the time, you know, especially if I'm watching a movie, it's just a better experience watching it in the dark. And sometimes when the, when the movie is over or whatever, and it's time to navigate to a different menu, if you don't have your remote memorized, it sucks trying to figure out what key is what in the dark, especially if you're having to do a search for something, you know. These things should have some type of backlight on them. There's no bump on the five, so you know that's home. That would be no. no. <laughs> there is on the F key on the keyboard, though. But th- one of the things that I don't like either is that uh, you can't, there's no way to replace this remote, like they say, with other ones. I mean, you, there's no universal remote. This doesn't control other devices, and other devices can't control this. All right. Unless well, you, the only thing is the little IR emitters on them, which can be 
on and off miss. in volume. That's it. Yeah. On off in volume is all. So hold on, if yeah. it's if it does the IR, then will that work with the IR on devices like uh, what was it, the HTC One? Did that have the IR? Or what was the the one we talked about last week? I forget. The that only we- thing I've successfully controlled with my remote is the menus on side of the direct TV. Mm. That's the only thing. And, and yeah, I can turn it off, but I can't help. Can't, I can't really get to my television menus. I can't get to my receivers menus. You know, it, it's, it's, it is useless. And for the most yeah, part. you really don't want too much interoperability though, or you'll press the button and then your neighbor's car will bust out of his garage or something. I mean, that's, <laughs> That's true. Let's keep in mind, this is a television experience. You don't want too much functionality, because then you might as well just be at the computer. You know? Don't distract oh. me. Squirrel! Sorry. <laughs> don't distract me. I'm saying. And uh, we should mention it does launch today, the 23rd. So, And don't get me wrong. I'll probably end up with this thing. Because <laughs> someone will give it to you for Christmas, and you'll be like, Ooh. "Yeah, either that, or I'll catch it on Woot or something." Yeah, I'll probably yeah. end up with it because I mean, because I'm a Google TV fanboy. I've I've been hooked. I've been hooked. Well, as cord cutters, I mean, I guess yeah. that's one way to do it. I like my setup personally, but hey, it's, it's all good. Yeah. Well, your your setup fits right in with mine. Yeah, you know, right. I just, I... <laughs> my desktop computer with a 22 inch monitor sitting in front of this lovely white couch. All right. Uh, Interesting article before we do app picks. Uh, Of course, Eric Schmidt speaking to Radio 4's World at One. Uh, He said that people will be getting glass. Uh, It'll be, what, available to the public, like normal consumers, next year? Was it next year? Yeah, 2014. Yeah, about a year. Uh, They were actually talking to him about how they... uh, (laughs) avoid taxes and pay stuff through Ireland. And he says, the most important thing to say about our taxes is that we fully comply with the law and will obviously, should the law change, will comply with that as well. So he's basically saying, hey, that's your law. We're just, we're just using it, you know? So it's not our fault. If you could legally find a way to do something like that would you not as a law-abiding citizen i hope that you would just saying come on there's other companies out there doing the way same, worse way worse doing game. yeah doing exxon, that's accounting. exxon Worldcom. i mean like let's go through the list you know i mean hell your your job is probably doing it i mean that's just my that's job a, that's a Nah. Econ and and, and, and and accounting 101. You know, how can I save bottom line? <laughs> Cooking books 101. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's all it is. Google's just making a gazillion dollars and they're in the limelight, and somebody's got to call them out on it. Apple's doing well, he, it too. He basically yeah. said if you look at the totality of the investments <laughs> in the United Kingdom, let's take a look at the chart. <laughs> when I was in England last time, I bought fish and chips down in, in uh, you know, down in uh, what you would call it in this one part of London. So that that counts exactly. <laughs> it was a business expense. I mean, freaking Microsoft in their earnings report didn't they mess around with the books on how how their um, profits and, and, and margins look based on oh, stuff that like they did with the Windows eight, June, but then they delayed it. Yeah, you know, everybody's yeah, just, doing it, man. Yeah, it's not. It's definitely not just Google. 
Uh, let's see. Margaret Hodge, chair of the Public Accounts Committee, said that Google's $6 million corporation tax contribution was, quote, not right, saying she was, quote, fed up with companies such as Google. Mr. Schmidt argued the focus on Google's tax bill was a consequence of meager economic growth and that an improving economy was the best way for Britain to improve its finances. Eric Schmidt just being like, hey, Britain, fix your economy. Don't pick on us because your stuff's all effed. I mean, come on. Uh, He also claimed that the web would drive global economic and security benefits. Quote, The good news is that it's very difficult to be a terrorist right now and keep your digital tracks completely secret. Well, I mean, if you know how to encrypt. Anyway, uh, if you look... (laughs) Sorry. If you look at what happened with Osama bin Laden... What? (laughs) What I'm just saying, it's out there. I'm not teaching you nothing new. You know PG. I mean, come on. Oh, man. He said, if you look at what happened with Osama bin Laden, it was ultimately some activities of his driver that allowed him to ultimately be traced and ultimately be killed. Eric used the word ultimately three times in that sentence. It's very difficult for humans to stay completely off the grid unless you live where Matt lives in Montana. Thanks, Eric. By contrast, however, Mr. Schmidt said technology also allowed malevolent forces to exercise greater influence. Quote, The bad news is that you can imagine that the digital network will allow terrorists to, for example, merge with some of the sort of evil financial scammers. (laughs) So I'm going to get, like, spam messages from the Prince of Nigeria asking me for my bank account info on behalf of this other... (laughs) That's awesome. On behalf of Al-Qaeda, I would like to deposit 500 billion rubles... (laughs) Whatever. <laughs> uh, so he's... well, I mean, there's, well, you can think of it another way. Like, for example, the the uh, the guys that went to Mumbai and were killing civilians. Yeah. yeah. They use they use Google Maps. I mean, that's an example where you can use technology for bad things. Well, they were using Apple Maps, but they kept killing the wrong people. So then they <laughs> wrong. Too soon. This Sorry. is before Apple Maps. I apologize. Uh, So, talking about Google Glass, Schmidt revealed that Glass, the wearable computer, is likely to go on sale in approximately one year. He predicted that such wearable technology could evolve beyond simply glasses and have profound impacts on human interaction. Quote, at the moment, what you do is you wear it. There are tremendous... Thanks, Eric. (laughs) Okay. There are tremendous numbers of applications that can be imagined. Augmented reality, where you see what's going on in real time, and then we annotate that. Except that, you know... Oh, I want want Google Parent. Except that the version that's coming out now is not really going to do that at all. Which we talked about last week, uh, where Robert Scoble got his and recorded a whole thing on SoundCloud about it. Uh, We linked to that in the show notes of Yats. I think it was Yats. So... Yet another tech show. Uh, He said there will soon be thousands of Google Glasses in use. Quote, the fact of the matter is that we'll have to develop some new social etiquette. It's obviously not appropriate to wear these glasses in situations where recording is not correct. At the strip club, for example. Companies like Google have a very important responsibility to keep your information safe, but you also have a responsibility as well, which is to understand what you're doing, how you're doing it, and behave appropriately and also keep everything up to date. Verizon. 
Keep it up to date. <laughs> Just saying. Verizon. <laughs> All right. Uh, any, any comments on anything I rattled off there? No? Okay. App picks. Ant. Episode 79. Give us an app pick. Well, it's called Snap It. I was going to try to have it ready for you. Um, I bought another Kindle Fire off of eBay just for the heck of it because they're so cheap and it's they're quite handy. Because you're just rolling in the Dizzo. Uh, no. I mean, <laughs> but they were giving cheap, them away. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they were giving them away. And then you just throw, you know, Jelly Bean 4.2 on it. And, I mean, they're, Beautiful. they're nice, you know. Um, but I was uh, watching, I don't remember what I was watching, but uh, they talked about Snabbit, and it's an old snake snake game, perfect for the tablet. Nibbler. Snibbler, or Nibbler. That game? Yeah, that's the it. snake game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's similar to that, nice. and this is and it's a free app, and it, it's it's just simple, and it's just tapping left and right on the screen to move the, the little whatever that thing is, to have them bite stars and whatnot and dodge objects, but very simple game. I, I, I enjoyed dinking around with it. The hardheads liked it, so if the hardheads are cool with it, it must be all right. Because there's some picky little rascals. <laughs> nice. Chris Miller, got an app pick for us this evening? I'm going simple and uh, and even simpler. Dude, I've, I've been using the heck out of Keyring lately, and I don't know why people don't use it more. But I've been using uh, It's free, but you register all your frequent whatever cards you have. Oh, uh-huh. uh, yeah. Yeah, and you store them digitally on here nice. on your phone. And so when you go to a store, you don't necessarily need to have it if they have like a scanner, do whatever. Like this one, I say, oh, you want to scan? And I'll put it up here so it's closer. I just click it, and it brings up the barcode so they can scan it. Yeah. So, and now here's the best part about it. I didn't know you could do this at first. You can actually take pictures of your cards front and back and store it with the card too. So you got to take a picture of it. You got all your barcodes. You get your loyalty stuff. Uh, I just find it easy, and now you can get rid of those little stupid cards you carry around everywhere that you try to, you know, do. Now, if they only have ones that swipe, unless you have the number on them, that's the only thing you can't use it for. But everything else, I've got rid of all that stuff and uh, just carry the app. Yeah, so Chris, I, I joined in with that, you know, year or so ago, and it just wouldn't work for me. But I'm guessing they had continuous updates to make it better. But I love the idea of it because of, you know, going into GameStop and going into CVS or what have you, somewhere where I'm always going and swiping that daggum card, and then some days I forget the stupid card or, yep. you know. <laughs> yeah, at least you have the number, though, right? Yeah. It's pretty convenient. So let's, now, since we were talking about security earlier, what's the security risk now if somebody gets your phone and all that stuff's on there? They know well, if what you're, you on, you're on uh, the home with the Facebook, um, they're just going to, like, send your card numbers to all your friends and like stuff anyway. They're so just going to change well, your language. Well, the security risk is that Safeway sends your information to the health insurance company. And we're right. saying, hey, look, I got this issue. They're like, hey, I see you bought Doritos. Yeah, that's one. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Or you certainly eat it. The uh, Panera is an awful lot drinking those double mocha lattes. Right. <laughs> I see you those drink 20. Or, or with Ant, he gets a discount for eating all that spinach. Spinach is a vegetable. That's not happening. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, Richard, hey, you got an app pick for us, sir? I am. I'm a homer. I'm going to pick Field Trip. Uh, Even though I was curious if Google Now runs on the uh, Kindle with the jelly bean, uh, you know, uh, jelly bean on uh, on Ant's Kindle. It does. Yeah, okay, just curious. Uh, Yeah, so I have, uh, it's a Field Trip. 
Uh, it's a it's an app from uh, a Google subsidiary called Niantic. They're the same guys that make Ingress. Yep. And uh, yeah, and uh, Field Trip has an a portal layer. Yep. Does it? Perfect. I didn't, didn't realize it. Yep. It's the perfect it companion sh- app. If you're rolling yeah, around. And you're tell, it, you know, essentially, I, I'm sure I'm sure they take things like uh, when people create portals and say there's a point of interest that it kind of feeds into into field trip also, right? Right. So same. That, yeah. Yeah, it's the same database. Like so, art museums, cool, and unique, like lifestyle, architecture. Uh, also, it's nice you can have these options like um, uh, yep. explore. I'm feeling lucky. Or it'll just <laughs> pop up. Yeah, mine are off, but you can select it so it'll pop up little notes saying, "Hey, look, you're near a museum. Don't you feel artsy today?" <laughs> <laughs> How is the integration so with Google Glass going to be for field trip? Do you think? Because there seems like a lot of possibility in that area. Well, I mean, definitely, if you think about it, I think there's a lot of possibilities with Google Glass in terms of augmented reality. Anyway. Well, yeah, yeah, in general, for sure. I mean, Ingress is an example of an augmented reality game. Basically, Field Trip is an example of an augmented reality. Like, hey, you know, you're near the whatever, right? I like Ryan uh, Moore. You know, Ryan Moore in the chat says, "If you need Field Trip to tell you where the portals are, you are not an Ingress player." <laughs> <laughs> Word to that, my friend. Word to that. I, like I have a question for you, Matt. Have you been to Wall Drug? Wall Drug? Yeah, in South in South Dakota. Yes, not lately. When I was a kid, I've been there, though. Well, I'm just curious because they have like these billboards like 500 miles out. Yeah. You know, like 400 miles. We did the whole tour. uh, We did Devil's Tower, the Badlands, Wall Drug. I'm pretty sure you don't need field trip for that. Well, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Smart. Does anybody anybody have a fear that uh, Google will shut that down like they are doing with everything else? Everything else like Reader. Uh, uh, oh, not just reader. Look what at, else? Uh, what else useful got shut down? Uh, dodgeball. Uh, punched. Useful. Uh, yeah, punched was very useful. A loyalty rewards program for vendors that they invested their time in to get more customers. Not only showing Google what they buy, but where they buy it. And Google shut them down. Just they they just announced it. It's gone. So punch closes this uh, summer. Like I think it's July first. I'm sorry, I haven't heard of either of those. <laughs> but. Uh... <laughs> But yeah, picture an automated loyalty rewards car. I've got it still on my phone, but punched. Helpful. Is that it? What's he? I don't know what Ant was showing though. I was just showing him Google Now on the Kindle Fire. Nice. But yeah, so apps like that. But he's saying like you know you invest time in either building up or field trips in store. I know some of it's push data, but stuff where I'm storing things, I'm a little or that I use reliably like that, I get a little nervous now. Man, what if they shut Gmail down? No charge. Or do Google Apps. Look what they did to Google Apps, right? That's why I never use Google Apps. Why are you using two different accounts? It's silly. Uh, Because you have a business with a name. Oh, then get a domain name and, I don't know, run your own mail and forward it to a Gmail. That's what I do. I I don't know. There's easier ways to do it. I have all my my domain accounts go into one Gmail account, and they're all in there, so when I can reply, it comes from whatever account it got sent to. Problem solved. Yep. I hear so many people on so many shows like complain about their apps accounts and this and that and like why do you have two accounts, silly? Anyway, I, I know what you're saying. It is useful, I guess, except when it doesn't work. And I segregate identity that way too. Ah. Helpful for the spy on the go. 
different conversations. Yeah, you're a girl, and yeah, and the other one, I get it. Yeah, Christina, <laughs> Christina Miller, I want you to meet. It's not what Martina I'm talking about over there. I'm talking about you know. Mantina. Christina, Christina works way better than Martina. Come on. Doesn't matter. Own it. Own it. Doesn't All right. Nice. I got an app pick. It's called Lasers. This is a cool little like a uh, reflection type of game. I'll show you. Here's uh, where's my where's my screen? All right, lasers. So, uh, let's go back. We'll start the tutorial. Okay, so you start out with that, and you have to put blocks in the right places to get the laser to reflect. Into the you are horrible. It's hard to look at the thing and play it. <laughs> Screw you. All right. It's called Lasers. It's a fun game. Check it out, even though Ant's a big D. <laughs> Ryan Moore, thank you for joining us in the chat. Every week, Tuesday nights, attackoftheandroids.com slash live. And yes, he is correct. We should review AirDroid because that's how the pros do it. And you can screen share right from your device doing that. So I think we'll have to try that for uh, next episode. It's called AirDroid. I, I use AirDroid. And uh, definitely check out Ryan's show over on Android Coliseum. Good times, good times. I was on uh, their last Hangout two episodes ago, and he was on our last episode. So What's it called again? Android Coliseum. They're a All Canadian right. Android enthusiast. So, Sweet. Yeah, good stuff. We're attackoftheandroids.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. Check out yetanothertechshow.com tomorrow night. Check out yep. Aunt Pruitt's Point and Shoot Smartphone Photographer Hangout Thursday. Yep. And then we got the Jam Hole Friday, Techno Optimist oh. Saturday. All sorts of content for you guys. Check it out. Dell's Tech Page 1. Got some articles up there from uh, some of us. And, uh, yeah, check out our links on the site, on the show notes, attackoftheandroids.com. You can leave us a message. 406-204-4687 write and review us in iTunes we appreciate it thanks for listening peace out Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids, attackoftheandroids.com.